0: Hello, and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with the menopause guru, Jean Andrus. Welcome, Jean, to your 20th interview in the Years of Growth series. Hey, Cassie. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am great. Awesome. Well, what? speaking of awesome, what's awesome in
1: your world? So I got this little message this morning from someone, and it says, OMG, it's like you were with me last night. LOL. Whenever I say anything, my older girlfriends say, yep, menopause. (laughs) Ha ha. Drives me (laughs) crazy. And it's, it's so much. It feels so good to see that because it's what we've been working on for months and months and months on how to speak to this audience and making sure that they feel like I get them. I do get them, but <laughs> sometimes it's really odd. it's it's about them knowing that I get them, that I have mm-hmm. been there, and I've seen what's going on, and I I understand mood swings and why you just want to curl up right now. It's given it's the first of December, all my clients just really a lot of them just really want to stay take the month off from work, close the kick everyone out of their house, put on their hot chocolate and their fuzzy slippers and watch Hallmark Channel movies for the rest of the month. So they're really, they're really into this, uh, or they're really feeling the pressure of the holidays. So I'm really happy to see that that message is getting out there, that this is normal, that this is the way we mostly feel.
0: Mm-hmm. We're changing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So how has your future self been showing up to it, uh to show them? Like how has she been showing up that's facilitated that someone ask it, facilitated this interaction?
1: Well, I think that I think the big thing that we've been uh, pushing out or putting out there is there's two two probably key sentences. One is you're not going crazy, your hormones are. Mm-hmm. So helping people understand that the feelings that they're having are real and beyond just emotional craziness or whatever you want to call it, uh, instability or whatever their husbands are telling them they are, Uh, but that their hormones are, that it's a real physical change. And the second message that we've been pushing out there is you're normal. This Mm -hmm. is something that we all go through. And, what i find when i talk to to women who uh even women who say well i nothing really happened for me and i i'll say yeah well a lot of women get that and then there are other women who you know they're indige- they have a lot of indigestion or they have uh restless leg syndrome or they have mood swings and mm-hmm. they say you know i have been a lot more irritable than normal <laughs> and, <yeah.
0: laughs> It's your hormones, yeah, <laughs> and it is normal, that's awesome. And so, how's she showing up to facilitate them just like confident in her knowing? Is she um, you know, she's very confident,
1: and mm-hmm. um, a lot of what I've been working with in my scripting has been the emotion of confidence. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an interesting script to be for that because it's uh, it's a day off with my yes. grandson and I think in a lot of ways that I would be very confident in that situation anyway, because we're doing fun stuff that I like to do
0: mm-hmm. and he likes
1: to do with me. Hopefully his nine year old self will, <laughs> will be doing <laughs> it as much as um, you know, now his four year old self is, is a little bit less accomplished maybe <laughs> yes and so it, it'll be interesting to see how his nine-year-old self interacts with my yeah at, at that time but I I think confidence is a situ- is a emotion that feels really comfortable in that particular
0: day that I'm scripting Which is awesome, and from a um, scripting perspective, it's really perfect because it's reminding and, uh, you know, creating all those neuroreceptors in a space that you are confident, right? Yeah. So I think very often, and sometimes we do this, but it'll be like, oh, I didn't want that emotion to go with that script. Right. Or that, that shouldn't be the emotion that goes with that script because I'm not getting this or I'm not getting that. And the truth is that's a great place to practice. It's a great place to reinforce that confidence. And it comes out in other places, whether you're scripting about it in this moment or not. Right. Yeah. And, and it's
1: interesting because I had exactly that re- reaction. In fact, I think I might have said it to you. I was like, shouldn't this be happy? <laughs> right. <laughs> shouldn't this be a happy day? <laughs> because that's what my other big emotion is, is mm-hmm. happy and confidence sort of was a side side piece, can I say, as I went through this particular workshop. Mm-hmm. And um then you picked it and I was like, yeah, I feel confident there anyway. I don't just, I don't have to work on confidence there. And as as I've been doing working with this script over the last couple of months, it's become more and more easy to feel the confidence and also to like throw in a little happy or
0: <laughs> yeah, because this is because you're scripting it, it's natural to be happy in that, yeah. right? There's not a it doesn't. And, I, and what your brain does is what a lot of people like, oh, well, I have to do X if I want X or I have to do this. The thing is being in that space is naturally elevating your happy, getting to be there in your script every day and have that experience is naturally elevating your happy. And we're just, um, confirming confidence and really paving strongly that path, um, that you need, which are all things that I didn't, it's not that I, I pre-planned them in the workshop. I didn't go, Oh, this goes here. Right. Cause it's all very, um, intuitive. Okay. This is, this is the first one, this, this, this is this. But when I step back and look, I can totally see how the process is working.
1: Yeah, which is really cool. And, and a wonderful piece of these interviews is I get to hear some things that I wouldn't hear in the workshop, because I think even if I had asked that question, you would have said, just do it. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably would have said, maybe. yeah, just,
0: yeah. Feel into it. <laughs> Feel. Yes. It. <laughs> yeah. And part of that reason is because I don't know until later. Like I, tr- so. Um, there's very structure that I follow, which this is fun about doing these interviews. Cause we <laughs> get to talk a little bit more than we maybe normally would, or would come up. But so when doing that, it's, there's parts that are structured. There's a lot that I follow my intuition. And even if it doesn't make sense to me, I do it anyway. And, um, and this would be one of those where I might not have it. If had you asked on day two of the workshop, well, why are you having me do that? The answer would be because that's, that's what came up. And that's how we, we, we followed the path and we got here. And so now we trust the path. I don't know, but stepping back, I'm like, Oh, I totally get it. I can totally see it now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's just been a fun, uh, you know, some days we go kayaking and some days we go mountain biking and some days we go hiking. When, as I script, it just, whatever most mornings he's making breakfast at our house and um, staying, having stayed overnight with us. And I ask him what he wants to do for, for the day and whatever he tells me he wants to do. And it usually just is part of the typing is how I figure out what we're going to do that day. And then we go off and do it. And sometimes yes. Jesse comes with us and sometimes he goes and does his own thing. Um, which is kind of fun. I mean, it's kind of fun to see how that day kind of uh, works out. Almost always starts with blueberry pancakes.
0: Yes, I love (laughs) blueberry pancakes. And this is awesome because um, I want to know, how is this different? Because first of all, I don't think you would have let (laughs) Jesse, you can correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but let Jesse go off in another script, like in the beginning when we started this two, three years ago, I don't think that would have, well, first of all, I want you to talk about the difference between scripting now and scripting back then, not just the, you know, let's say the title of the or the day, right? But really the the sort of the mechanics and how it feels different.
1: Um. I think that the place it started getting really different was when uh, you told, told me, and this was, this was a couple of years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you said you get three words for your action <laughs> <laughs> and five words for your um, sense and then three words for your emotion and you can write as much as you want about gratitude. Yes literally that. that was that was what you told me mm-hmm. and um, I go longer now, but I was I was doing what I had been taught in mm-hmm. terms of looking at all of these loa books and loa courses and loa stuff and stuff and stuff and they said make it as descriptive and make it precise and if you want if you want to blue Mustang convertible with tan seats and air conditioning and um, I I would say what kind of engine, but I don't really know engines that well. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But you put all of that in the script. And so, you know, it was, I, I turned the key in my, 1966 classic Mustang convertor with
0: the white stripe and a bl- yes, <laughs> yes.
1: And you know, I break two pages out of the, uh, action
0: uh-huh. and
1: now I get in the truck. Right. Or, um, some mornings, uh, there have been other days where I've asked Miles what car he wants to take, and he says the convertible. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't talk about whether it's a Mustang or a Camaro or a Corvette right. or uh, a Spider or or what it is. It's just the car he wants to get in, and so it that whole allowing the world to create. More in that moment has been a really big difference, and allowing my my I don't want to call them characters the people who people people mm-hmm. my world these are real people right the um, except the guy who went kayaking with us the other day is I have no idea who he is but
0: I'm he excited came along for fun
1: yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah, and we couldn't have run that rapid without him because we really needed somebody down on the bottom of the rope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he just showed up, and then he went to dinner with us with, at, at Jamie's. But most of the people are real people in my script, so allow, uh, learning to allow them to, do, to be themselves, mm-hmm. to create their own reality inside of my script and just tell me what they're doing was really huge. Um, mm. I don't feel like I have to have to control them or anything like that. Um, and that's pretty cool because grandsons are terribly uncontrollable.
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. They are. And just going back to, you know, I sort of said in quotes, like let Jesse do that. I there was, there was a control factor in the beginning that, Oh, no way he can't, go with us. But what that tells me that when you're letting them sort of create their own realities in between yours is that you have everything you need. You have as much Jesse time as you want. So if he doesn't want to come, this isn't one week out of the year that you get to spend in New Hampshire. This is a lot of days occurrence, right? It's not an every day because you don't live there every day, but it's it's a lot of days. It's more than enough days to say, if it's just a Miles and Grandma day, awesome. If it's a, you know, Jesse comes with us day, awesome. If it's some, you know, new friend joins us, awesome, because there's more than enough time. There's more than enough experience.
1: Yeah, and it feels, you know, it's, I told you last week, it feels like, even the the ratio, which has always sort of been, well, we leave after Miles's, we leave New Hampshire after Miles's birthday, and we come to Louisiana, we stay till after Jazz Fest. And I started feeling into that, and it, w- it was like, yeah, maybe not.
0: Yes. Maybe
1: not. And it's always been, this house has been where we come back to, and there was a, Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe there's something else. So I know that the that the wherever I wind up, whether I, whether we're renting a shotgun down in uptown, or whether we're we've got a condo on a ski slope up in uh, up in New Hampshire that we've bought, or whatever, I know that it has certain things. Mm-hmm. I know that it has a lot of light. I know that it has a lot of privacy. I know that it has access to it, that I have access to a pool, but it doesn't quite have to be the same anymore. I, I've even let go of some control there.
0: Yes, I, I, even more than the last time we had this, there, which was just a couple of weeks ago. This revolution about a revelation about oh. Maybe it's not this house. And maybe, which was like super fun, because maybe I'm actually like in the middle of New Orleans for (laughs) this amount of time, right? Maybe we're doing short-term rentals.
1: Maybe we've we've managed to get rid of all the possessions and, you know, maybe we're doing short-term rentals. I don't know. I'm not... (laughs)
0: Which is so awesome, oh, on so many levels. There was a couple points I wanted to make about this. Number one, the first thing I want to say about this is that this revolution revelation. Oh, I keep saying revolution. Maybe because we it's, go around it it, it. it is right. It's a revolution. Every time we come to it, it cha- It we can see more, and that really is what growing into your future self is. It's doing these same things, but this revelation really even didn't even come out of I want to share for our listeners it didn't come out of scripting it was it was influenced and because you're being your future self and you've been committed to that and you are scripting all of this can bubble to the surface but some of this inspiration really came out of an enchanted business circle exercise which was about your calendar (laughs) 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 right yeah yeah. And it's about what do my days look like? And what I, the reason I bring this up for listeners, Jean already knows this, she needs to know, but is that so often when people, and I think you were in this place, cause I want to come back to this like total detail versus maybe this, maybe that, that we just discussed, but they, it, it, so often when you're working the law of attraction, you think you have to be doing the thing, but it's all future self. You can be creating your calendar and pop, there's there's that inspiration. There's that puzzle piece that has nothing to do with your calendar, but everything to do with your future life future life, Mm -hmm. which does have to do with your calendar, but not in a direct way, the way that we think it has to be, or the way that we think, like, oh, I have to get this right so that this can happen, or I have to know.
1: I have to decide between the Mustang and the Camaro right
0: now. Right. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Which is so, like, that's so pressure, and it's so... And it, it gives me such insight. I mean, we know you've said this in previous interviews. You can go back and listen to John's interviews about, you know, how you did, thought the law of attraction just didn't work for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <And> right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense because you're so focused on doing things right that if they said be descriptive, you were taking that to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. Which means you had to decide between the Camaro and the Mustang. It means you had to decide between a condo and a house. It means you had to know exactly where you're... It means you had to know all these things that you can't possibly know Mm -hmm. until you step into her world, right? Right.
1: Yeah. And and even there, um, it's more like a dream in that you see some things you see really super clear mm-hmm. like the light uh, yeah, the, that, yeah that there's light um i see i see miles on a stool working on yeah in, in with the batter in a but i don't see what the bowl really looks like and i don't know whether i've said this but my future self uh, has fallen in love with doing pottery and yes. she does pot a pot so this bowl is probably something she made, Mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly what it looks like. And that's okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that is okay. And it's okay that you, all you see is him and the counter and you don't know whether it's a marble Island or a granite Island or what color the kitchen is or what's out the windows specifically, because you know, it's there with him and that's the experience is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which is yeah, how different is it to go? maybe this, maybe that, then I have to have the camaro that's you know black and silver and has this rim and this stereo system and all that, and I think the other thing that it it doing that
1: has eventually led to and i I will admit i I mean I say this frequently on our interviews. you guys don't have to take this long to get here. <laughs> <laughs> You really can do it much quicker than I did. I'm just really super stubborn. (laughs) But being, but getting it down to the sparse level of detail, Mm -hmm. you know, downstairs. Okay. Definitely feels, my house definitely feels like in in New Hampshire, definitely feels like it has two levels um, and big windows, but I don't have to go any further than that, but it all opens it up to being a condo. It opens it up to being a house. It opens it up to being an old house or a new house or something we've built or something that's just big enough to have the two bedrooms that I, and living room and kitchen, or maybe it's huge and I have all these sisters coming to stay with me, <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't know, but I know that I know the essentials and that is that it has light and a view and a space for miles and a place to cook and a place for Jesse and me to snuggle in bed together.
0: Yes. And this possibility of what what your life in Louisiana looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, how does it that? Has feel? Mardi Gras parades. I know right? that. Yeah, <laughs> of course, that's the thing for sure, and, right? Yeah,
1: it has Mardi Gras parades, and it has the ability to go to the Roosevelt Hotel and see what the Christmas decorations look like, and to stop at the carousel and have a drink. Um, and maybe it's a car, this side of the lake, and maybe it's the side of the lake that has New Orleans actually in it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I and it's really cool. It's really different to feel like there are so many options.
0: Mm. Which is very key, I think, when we're talking LOA, is that so often what we do, and from a scientific, we collapse all these other options, so there's just only this one path, which limits sort of the way things can happen. Mm -hmm. But when there's so many options and we just need this, like, the field stays wide open. And as we go and we make choices that feel good, we start to create other possibilities. But there's so much room for the universe to create things because there's so many possibilities that are open.
1: And I think this goes back to what happened a couple of years ago um, when I got to the end of the year and I looked at my bank account and realized that I had – I had set a goal to manifest one hundred and eight thousand dollars that year, mm-hmm. and I actually manifested one hundred and fifteen thousand plus plus a
0: little more. <laughs> yes, I think it was one hundred and seven, one hundred and seventeenth numbers. Yeah, it sticks in my head. <laughs> there was something there, you know. Yes. There was a little bit more here or there mm-hmm. or what, whatever.
1: But I had. It, you know, when I said I was going to manifest, manifest it was all through business. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be selling piece of property and getting an a insurance settlement mm-hmm. for something that had happened. And uh, I had and it wasn't even I when I manifested it, it wasn't even like, oh, I just manifested 60,000 towards this or I manifested 57,000 towards it it was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I just did that. And it it was like, oh,
0: that's what you mean by not
1: controlling the how.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. And this is a whole new level of that. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. I just needed to check. I did they just put myself muted. on mute, but I'm back. Here we go. <laughs> and I just, it's so awesome <laughs> to see the growth, which brings me, um, kind of to where I wanted to take this interview today too, is that this is more or less the two year <laughs> anniversary of a, of a cut, what I'm going to call a come to Jesus meeting between you and I, <laughs> and maybe the universe too. Um, you know and yeah, and so I think that was a pivotal moment, and I asked you before we started the interview, is it obvious why it wasn't working before then and and it was slowly kind of working before then was, in the year that we'd you know again
1: mm-hmm. yeah, we'd been working together for about a year and in um sort mm-hmm. of the precursor to enchanted business circle, I think is is probably the best way to put it. And um, I was also
0: searching <laughs> for the magic. Right. You, had, you were doing <laughs> one thing, right? Um, I wasn't doing
1: one thing. I, and when something wouldn't work, I'd go, oh, well, that must not – it must mm-hmm. not be me. It must be that that's not working. So I always had, mm-hmm. I already, always had an excuse and to be honest i mean there were a lot of people who did the same programs right. i did and they weren't making it it was yeah either, so, it, which you know yeah. so, <laughs> so it, it was okay for me to think that it wasn't just me but i was chasing so many things and thinking that it was just a system and that's why I'm so excited about that message that I got because you and I have spent two years working on how to get people mm-hmm. to hear what I have to say. And that's just pure evidence that it's working, that people are hearing it, that people are listening and the message that I've had for years has been this, you can go beyond this. And uh, it was, it was learning Mm -hmm. how to say it. It was learning, it was learning how to, and, and, More than that, there was also, uh, I'm going to say the other piece of that was having ears Mm -hmm. on the other end of saying it, that we're listening with the ears Mm -hmm. of the woman that I'm trying to reach. And that's been something that you and I have developed over the course of the last two years has been, Mm -hmm. if I say it this way, what is she hearing? And if I say this, what happens? And so I've learned that I have to... Pull back and let her uh, and and s- give her mm-hmm. one step at a time without overdoing it without pushing her into a place where she's right. just overwhelmed
0: because she's yeah, already we know that about your client right It really needs to maybe even be more yeah she's already- step by step than than a different business because she's overwhelmed that's her problem, part of her problem, yeah mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Part of our problem, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Her problem. But that affects, yeah, so that right? makes her feel <laughs> extra overwhelmed, right? And <laughs> yeah, but that's extra emotional. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. That, yeah,
1: and and so I mean, you and I discussed a few weeks ago that I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be a business coach. If you, I, some days I look and I see every every person I know who started as a coach. A life coach or a health coach is like, (laughs) now they're a business coach. Why is that? (laughs) I think it's because business people understand Mm -hmm. the value of coaching, but they don't realize that they may need this other type of coaching. They think they can self-coach themselves through health or uh, life coach issues, and they can't. It's still all the same thing. You still need somebody from on the outside, looking in which is you know one of the reasons the only other coach I'm working with right now is Jill Angie on on running because I need somebody to kind of keep me accountable and down that straight path on (laughs) very straight path I live in Louisiana we have very straight paths to run on Uh, (laughs) alligators in the middle yeah but (laughs) no but it's the it's that we you know we think sometimes that we are coaches so we can self coach through a lot of this other stuff and it's not possible it's just
0: so i think I you're know, going with i, don't the, completely I think we know where um, it's <laughs> is is it's that specific right it's that it's that i'm um yeah. i'm a menopause I am the menopause guru, and so that does not mean I should be able to figure out how to do a business. Just because I know how to be a coach doesn't mean that I should have known or it should be a given that I know how to build my menopause guru coaching business, right? The same as I pretty much know how to right. run, like you, <laughs> right. you do know how to run, but but that doesn't mean, Yeah.
1: Right? But it doesn't mean that you maybe
0: are going to be able to keep yourself motivated all the time or on that right path or seeing that next goal, right? Because when you come up to a running goal that feels like, I don't know if I could do that, right? You want a coach to get you like over that, I'm going to use the word over that hurdle. <laughs> over the elegant, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't right. do hurdle. But you want you know, that
0: coach hurdles. to do that. And yeah. so as a coach, I think what you're saying is that often coaches think I should be able to do this because I know how to be a coach. So I should just be able to coach. But coaching through menopause and those symptoms is a different skill set than writing an email like they're not the same and it just because you're really good at being the menopause guru and helping any woman identify what hormones are you know out of whack and how to balance them and what small changes she can make just because you're a genius at that doesn't make you a genius at writing the email that's going to get her on the phone with you Yeah.
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly and it means for the for the other coaches who are who might be listening to this you may be hitting 40 or 45 and wondering what the heck just happened to your body I talked to I actually I talked to a really well-known coach the other day who said exactly that she's she's like I don't know what happened to me but I hit 45 and all of a sudden I can't sleep and this is going on and this is going Mm -hmm. on and I sent her a copy of my book because Mm -hmm. It's different. It's it's having the knowledge and having knowing how to apply that knowledge yeah. to a specific area. So having, having someone have Absolutely. those ears is really important.
0: I love that. And I just want to make sure we um, say this because it was a really good point that you made before. And you talked a little bit about it. But uh, before sort of that meeting where I feel like is where you went all in here, right? I think you had... Been about 50% into our work together. Right. And so it was working about 50%. <laughs> Maybe you were in 30 and it was working about 30%. Um, but in that <laughs> meeting, I said to you, like, how how much of the work do you think you're doing? <laughs> like, give me a number, right? And that number really corresponded <laughs> to results, which is a great, if you're in any program and you, know, you think it's not working mm-hmm. or you're questioning whether you need something else, the first question to you ask yourself is, how much of the program am I doing? for real, like being real with yourself. Um, if you have the option, ask yeah. the person in charge of that program, what, how, what percentage do you think I'm doing? Because they might not be the same, right? And, <laughs> and then go to work from there. Is this the right program or am I just not in it, right? Um, but what you said is I was exactly. looking for the quick fix not to be, you were looking for a quick fix. You weren't looking to be the menopause guru. And so you explain that a little bit. Yeah.
1: So the menopause guru actually grew, (laughs) grew out of the expansion of internet domains into um, the guru domain. Some of these have taken off and some of these haven't. I don't think this one has taken off as much as they thought it might, but, I had already when those came out put so much time and effort into learning about menopause. And I was I had already started restricting my practice to just women. I mean, when I started I honestly did a little bit of everything. I coached I co I Personal did personal training for guys. I did personal training for women. I did, I did uh, wedding gigs where I went after brides as clients because brides were always trying to get ready for their wedding. I I I taught classes with kids. (laughs) Um, I taught classes. I I did everything, and I didn't. And I had already when the guru domain came out I had already started moving things down into just this one specific clientele and I had I had rebelled against it once
0: (laughs) I rebelled a lot Mm.
1: (laughs) previous coach (laughs) don't work with her anymore because she probably wouldn't work with me anyway um I had rebelled against that and kind of opened things out and I I then I closed things down again, and when the guru domain came out, I really decided to focus on that and I was seeing how important that was and I did the book writing, and then I was looking for I was looking for one thing I was looking for the way to get on TV or the way to be uh, the the person who uh, was the go-to anytime they needed an interview or, or whatever it was. I kept thinking, oh, that's all I need. I, I just need that. I just need to get there. And then it'll all happen. And I don't think I ever really thought about who that person was. That was the person who was doing the TED Talks or or the person who was on CBS this morning during Menopause Month um, or was the person that got invited to do the keynote address at NAMS or was the person who was writing a bestseller about menopause that was a New York Times bestseller, not just an Amazon bestseller, which is yeah. a lot easier <laughs> to do. <laughs> for real um especially no I won't say that but (laughs) it it did make a difference in when I started Mm -hmm. and I had done I had done two of your workshops so it wasn't like I hadn't done these interview interviews as the menopause guru in the future but it really was when I started being her on an almost daily basis. And I say almost because it's I'm still Which is more okay. like 80% percent <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a lot better than the 30. <laughs> and I'm getting better. I, I mean I will say the last mm-hmm. few weeks I have gotten even better. And partly that calendaring exercise we did. Uh, but being her and seeing what her life is like, even it, it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there were some times when it was scary because she was so busy being the go-to person. And what I realized is that she had she had to find a find a place in that life that mm-hmm. kind of balanced all of those things. And so, being her. Really allows me to choose the things that I
0: do to yeah, become her. Being her sense allows sense. me to choose the things that I do to become her. It makes sense to me. Anything you want to add to it? it's it's uh, <laughs> it's really that when I when I see her and when I know there. <laughs> yes, you can put that quote up. Yes. Um, <laughs> You you get to choose because with each possibility, there's all these other things that come with it. And most people do like you. Well, I'm the person on TV. That makes it all everything. But the reality is there's a way in which that would not be fun. Right. <laughs> if there's a million people coming at you, there's no system, there's no this, and everything's well, I'll just handle that problem. But that's the way, I mean, there's a whole, there's like a book, right? On Somebody who got on Oprah too soon in their career and it blew everything up, right? And so, when you are her, you do get to choose mm-hmm. the things to become her so that you're not just getting this thing that you want, which is this successful business, but you get the life that wraps around that business and is really what we all want. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> because honestly um there are very few people right. in the world who just want money <laughs> we know a couple but we won't talk about them um <laughs> uh, most of right. us want
0: the convertible
1: and yeah. yeah and it, it, it's camera Mustang, <laughs> but it's we want we want the convertible and we want the time to be able to put the top down and go for go for a ride down the road with our grandson next to us and maybe going for ice cream or maybe going cross country. Um, Whether that takes an hour or whether that takes two weeks, we want that space and the time in our lives. We want the light coming through the windows, whether it's in a condo or a house or a ski lodge or wherever it is, what we want is those experiences and the space to have them and not feel like we have to run back.
0: To work yes. the next moment. I love it.
1: And for me, that too, I want the ability to change yeah. women's lives. So that's important to me.
0: You but also it's
1: that's what I really want, not just not mm-hmm. the money itself but
0: you want really to change their lives and you want to be able to drive down the road in your convertible with your grandson. Yeah. It's amazing. Exactly. So, what advice would you give somebody who's like, I don't think the law of attraction is broken for me, but this, some of these things sound, <laughs> I, I kind of am getting it why, why it's been broken for me. What advice would you give them?
1: <laughs> There's a book out there. <laughs> and if you've read it, it's called Manifest 10,000 by this woman named Cassie Parks. She has a podcast. You probably want to listen to that too. Um, read the book, do the work, find mm. Cassie online, and start doing the work with somebody to help you. Because honestly, mm. I don't think I could have gotten it from a book. Mm-hmm. I listened to Abraham Hicks for years. I mean, I could practically recite. I had one set that I had on my running loop and I go out and run eight miles listening to Abraham Hicks. And I, and I still thought I broke the law of attraction. So it's somebody who's going to reflect back to you what you're doing about it. Um, so, until I saw what I was trying to do with all the details, I didn't mm-hmm. see why that yes. was a
0: problem. <laughs> or why, that why it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that yeah. around.
1: Why, that was, why it wasn't working. And so, I needed somebody who was going to tell me, not tell mm-hmm. 9,000 anonymous readers or a million anono- anonymous readers. But, to really get into that and say, "This is what you need to know about how that's going to work in your life, and then to gently push you in the right direction. And like <laughs> I said, the sooner you do that, the sooner it will work.
0: Um, but if you're stubborn, that's you true.
1: Stubborn,
0: it just takes. <laughs> Just takes until you decide not to be so stubborn. And and then it's, and then it works. It's like, right? It just, it, and that's the thing I love about this. And for anyone out there who's stubborn, is that (laughs) as soon as you, you let go, it works. It's not like, oh, I did this for so long. So I sort of have this long of a punishment period. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's not, it's It's like, Oh, I don't want to be that stubborn anymore. Oh, okay. And it starts working a lot faster. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I I, I will say, I mean, you and I had a talk about um, what has happened over 2019 and 2019 I thought was going to sort of be my breakout year financially. And what it's really been has been my breakout year in terms of time, in terms of feeling feeling her and being her. She took two weeks and went to New Hampshire this summer and spent two weeks being with my grandson. And, you know, we talked about it not being, um, an unusual thing. And I had to, I honestly had to deal with that because there were a couple of days where, um, and I'm, I only get a couple mm-hmm. weeks a year with him right now. Uh, my future self has more, more time and space with him, but right now it's, it's limited. And so when I went up there, I had, I had to deal with, sharing him with some other people and it wasn't always easy and part of that was was being you know your future self doesn't have this issue she has all the time she needs with miles and all the time to spend with him and it's okay if he needs to be with him his mom and dad right now because he's Kind of freaked out with this new person coming into his life, or he's he's okay with going to his other grandmother's because that's his routine, and he's three and a half, and three and a half is yeah a lot about routines. So it was it was e- it was easier to be her in that situation than to be me in that situation, feeling like yeah oh damn you know. <laughs> I'm not getting the time with him that I I would really love to have. Um, and then to go back and and sort of feel into what my mother had felt when she came up to my place when my son was about that age, and he kind of pushed her away and said, "Nana, go away, Nana, go away," and realizing that I knew how he was feeling then, and so. I knew that my mother had been feeling kind of the way that I had felt, but that my future self was giving me the permission not to feel that way. That's amazing. Which is another long digression.
0: But it's still good. I don't know that. what it
1: was. It was
0: <laughs> but that's really, that was amazing. and I, And that is really, yeah. I think, one of the gifts of knowing your future self and being in touch with your future self is that, she keeps you from replaying the same patterns because she's different. She's chosen this, you've chosen this future life. And so she pulls you instead of you going along and finding the groove that's sort of already generationally been lived. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I will say though, that sometimes.
0: <laughs> still on. Yeah, which is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so why is that important to say? Yeah, um,
1: just in case, in case that you there's someone listening who feels like you're in this space of you know 40 to 60, and you've gone gone along, and you've done all this work, and all of a sudden you do something like spurt out in the middle of a conversation something that you really didn't want to say. And you look back and you say, "Hmm, yeah, there are still (laughs) hormones happening all along this, and they can sometimes still get you into into trouble if
0: you aren't." Yeah. So what do you do about that? Awesome. Talk to the menopause. And where can you find her? You can find
1: her on her website, menopause.guru, or if you're really hung up on it you can do (laughs) menopauseguru.com or you can find me on awesome
0: I I love it and I'm so excited Uh, this is our final interview of 2018 and I am so excited to I know me either I am excited because we can uh, we were talking before you know on a call a couple uh, weeks ago I gave this puzzle metaphor and it's our future selves and very often we want we want to find the we want the first piece in first that's what we want but it's the life around it that we start building and all those puzzle pieces come start coming together and when you get down to the end and there's two pieces left, you know, the puzzle's going to get together. And that's really where you are, is that this, this year of creating the time and getting clear about the time has been so important because it's, it's all putting the puzzle pieces together, which make the next puzzle pieces inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome.
1: So looking forward to 2020 and still can't quite believe it's Christmas
0: time already. (laughs) But it's going to be awesome because, (laughs) and if it is, if the holidays, uh, this will come out not at Christmas time, but if you do find the holidays a struggle, once you've gotten to a certain age, what can someone do about that?
1: Well, and it, it does change. So I was, I, I think I mentioned earlier that my clients are right now cozying up to watch Hallmark channel and, thinking that they really should be getting up and cleaning their house and decorating and making 47,000 batches of cookies and I want to tell you that it's so okay to not do that. It's so okay to stick a 20 in a card and give it to the teenager who for whom you don't have any idea. Okay, a mm-hmm. 50. Oh, they <laughs> like the 50 better. <laughs> Whatever it is, whether it's whether it's just doing what you want to do or going to Rouse—that's uh, uh, a local market. Um, Winn Dixie, everybody knows what a Winn Dixie is, don't they? No, but it's okay. It's a grocery store. <laughs> it's a it's a soup grocery store. Yeah, um, and and getting your Christmas dinner there—it's okay. You don't have to be in charge. You don't have to run the whole thing, show anymore. And if you really need some more help with feeling like you're better in your body and that you can get back to your own life, that's what I'm here for. Give me a, drop me a line and I will
0: get you scheduled with a meeting, uh, with a meeting to talk to me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing this moment in your journey with us. I so appreciate it. And I know there were so many takeaways that people listening got from today. Thanks so much for having me, Cassie. Of course. And thank you all for listening. Make sure to come back and check out Jean's next interview in our Years of Growth series. Thank you for joining us on The Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.